0: I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow.
1: I like beer. It helps me unwind and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Well, we I think we've survived the technical difficulties, the hungry cats and the sirens at least for a moment, but Joe, how are the bookshelves coming?
0: Coming very well. Coming very well. I'm in my ninth month of uh, <laughs> <laughs> my first woodworking project.
1: Tom is your handyman?
0: Tom is sounds my like, handyman. Sounds like that's a right. slow-mo
1: project. He brings so,
0: me the tools. Uh,
1: so, Talent, I have to tell you, I, I owe an apology to listener Rod. You know Rod from work. Oh, yeah. I got a text from Joe because I was dropping the beers off for tonight's show and said, I'm out in my front yard sanding. So, I get this text. I'm on the other side of town. I'm like, I got to get there. Because I just had this whole visual of of Joe and his front yard shirt, basically just wearing a tool belt with a right, sander, right. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I'm not missing out on this. I'm, I'm 25 minutes across town, flying through traffic, cut someone off to make the turn, and I re- look in the rearview mirror and it, it's it's Rod from work, and, and just get I, he'll hear this and he'll know why I was in such a big hurry, and, oh, and no yeah. disappointment. I mean, he was fully clothed, sure. including mask, when I got there, but it was still quite quite a sight to see joe yeah. at work with the sander sanded away are. they're coming along
0: yeah yeah my first you wood must have a lot project. of books yeah no three books
1: so <laughs> you're gonna do some book shopping
0: <laughs> so instead okay. of making a cutting board or a picture frame i made a 13 foot by nine foot library wall for my first woodworking project that's sweet. so yeah that's why it's taken nine months
1: talent you ready to do a show
2: we might as well. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how much longer my computer is going to work tonight. Fingers
1: crossed. Let's Fingers do crossed. it. Fingers crossed. Let's do it. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm
2: your host, Jeff. Tonight with us, we've got producer Joe.
1: Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And
2: sound guy Tom is here.
0: Check one, two, check one, two.
2: Unfortunately,
1: a doctor. I don't know where he is making house calls, saving whales. I don't know where he is. He is not with us tonight. Well, no worries. We, we have a, a pinch hitter for tonight because joining us
3: for the ride tonight, friend of the show, Ryan Wolt. And I'm not a doctor, but I'm happy to give you medical advice. <laughs> um, you know, just ask, ask away. <laughs> a question about a bunion or lower back. I'm your guy. All right. That's well,
2: welcome, Ryan. We were on your show and now uh, we're excited to have you on ours.
3: Yeah, I
1: appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Ryan is a beverage writer for the Coast News. Cheers, North County is the name of his feature. He's also the host of the podcast by the same name.
2: He's also an acclaimed author. I mean, acclaimed by us um, and by many, by many. Uh, yep. and a founding member of the I Like Beer, the book club. In fact, we are currently in the this month, we are discussing uh, his book, Eli and Jane, uh, I think
3: tomorrow night. Tomorrow night? Um, yeah, and I'm excited. I don't know if acclaimed is the right word. I think I have nine Amazon reviews, but yeah. they're all fairly good. <laughs> that's it. I think if you have
2: over seven, you're acclaimed. I think that's right. Yeah, that is.
1: Listeners, we are friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. You want to tell them what kind of podcast, tell them.
2: Yeah, well, I will tell you what kind podcast. I'm trying to get my Zoom up so I could actually see you guys, but apparently that's not going to work. Again. <laughs> So we are an award-winning, not a technologically advanced, but an award-winning podcast, and that is true because we gave ourselves that, a- that I told you it's <laughs> I told you it was going to restart, like right we're now. We're leaving now. <laughs> <laughs> finally, like stop it at the same time. Oh, it
1: was like the voice of God to t- yeah. talk about our right. internationally right. acclaimed me, podcast. All
2: right, I'm good to go. I'm back. So let's go back to where we were. I'm, I got that all shut off. Nothing's restarting anymore behind me. So, okay. I
1: could we
2: are see it coming. I could
1: see everything spinning behind,
2: and I was trying to deal with it. I was like, oh no! All right. Where we were- are-
1: I'm going to start at the top of that. Yes. Yeah, start
2: with we are friends. Let's go.
1: We are friends who love good beer and telling stories so we turned it into a podcast.
2: And we are locally and internationally recognized, correct Joe? How many countries?
1: Over 30
0: now.
2: Yeah, over 30. I would say we are we, we're renowned. I would say we're infamous, which again <laughs> for those that know means more than famous.
1: That's right. We're school teachers by day, beer enthusiasts by night, and we are lucky enough to live in North County San Diego, beer Mecca within a beer Mecca. 72 degrees all year long, except for the last couple weeks. Water's warm, beer's cold, and we have stories to tell. So again, welcome. Pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us on the last day of summer 2020. Thank goodness.
2: Of course, make sure you find and follow us on social media. We're at I Like Beer, the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I Like Beer, the po one, and I Like Beer, the ta one on Twitter. Uh, Visit our website, ilikebeerthepodcast.com to learn more about us and check out our gallery of field trips and good times. And then make sure you sign up for our first
1: newsletter, which I believe is on the way. It's in the works. So please follow, subscribe, like, comment, download, all those things that help us spread the word about our podcast.
2: Don't forget, we can drink together virtually by toasting us on Untapped or friending us on Untapped. Just look for any of us under the I Like Beer, the podcast, and then you'll find all of us there. And
1: our beers tonight... Come from Talent's recent road trip, where he braved COVID, yep. extreme heat, Correct. hurricanes, just to get us beer. Pretty
2: much, that was the plans. I went to Tech. I went into actually Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas um, just to find you guys some beers uh, in August. And yeah, late July or early August. Yeah, I, I feel like that's the prime time. To, if you're going to visit Texas, you always
1: visit in the, in the <laughs> heat of, of summer. That's what people recommend. So what beer do you want to start us with? because oh, we, we've I, uh, spent an hour getting ready for this show yeah, with tech yeah. issues and I'm ready to drink. I, I don't
2: know if you have how much of this one you have left, but this is Live Oak Brewing Company, which is in Austin, Texas and it's a, it's a Pilsner. Uh, they call it an early American Pilsner. I like the name. it's called pre-war Pilsner, but Live Oak Brewing.
1: I like it, especially for a toasty summer
3: day.
2: Yeah, for a warm day, I think it's a good nice clean Pilsner. What do you think of this beer,
1: Ryan?
3: I'm really enjoying it actually. It's a it's really smooth for a pilsner. It almost kind of feels like it's in that middle ground between a an American pilsner and a blonde, right? Yeah. Not as harsh and strong as as my German ancestors might have drank it, but I think perfect for me.
1: I like it too. We'll put this on our list for more of these next time you take a midsummer trip to to Texas.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, unfortunately, you know, obviously it's the same here, but going through co- with COVID, you know, a lot of breweries are not open really for visits and that kind of stuff. They, at the time, I don't know where they are now, but, um, they were kind of in the similar boat as us where you, if you serve food, they could be open. Um, but if you didn't have food, it was takeout only. So, uh, there was a lot of great breweries that I didn't get to. I got to a bunch and I think we're going to talk about them a later, but this is live Oak is definitely one I, I want to get back to. It's, it's pretty highly acclaimed in the area. And, and I think they do some good beers.
1: A great way to start us off. And we will get back to your Texas trip. But uh, Ryan, thanks for stepping in as co-host. Let's make sure we introduce you to our listeners. Uh, You write a feature for the Coast News, Cheers North County. Can you tell us a little bit about the focus you take on the San Diego beverage scene and about your beat? That's what they say in the business, Ryan, the beat.
3: Uh, Is that what they say? (laughs) I I
1: don't know. That's what Jimmy Olsen said in in Superman. (laughs)
3: So the Cheers North County column is more about kind of the stories behind the beer scene and the beers themselves kind of like what you guys do um, and people's experiences drinking than it is about reviewing beers or i like this or i don't like that i sprinkle in a little bit of news here and there but there's some great beer news reporters locally that i really just didn't want to compete with and and so when the opportunity came up to take over this column the last guy who did a beverage column it was mostly reviews of local breweries. We, I had planned on doing a little bit of that, but I started writing for the Coast News about two weeks before the shutdown for COVID. And so I really never had that chance. And just quickly pivoted into like, you know, what's really interesting to me is why are people drinking hard seltzers? What was your first experience with craft beer? You know, what is the guy who normally delivers your beer doing right now? Right. You know, if you're a bartender, you know, what kind of cocktails do you make at home? That kind of stuff. And and really learning more about just the people involved than maybe taking some of the, foot, not taking the focus off the beer, but it, realizing there's more to that story than just, well, I like it and it tastes good and it's hoppy than maybe I would have done maybe before.
1: Well, you, you do a great job with it. Really enjoy it. You have a history in the beer and beverage world as as
3: well. I do. I was born on the floor of a brewery uh, in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. <laughs> um, no, Just I, like
1: James I, Buchanan. The president.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, my uh, uh, my parents owned restaurants and bars when I was growing up, so I, I kind of grew up around that. Um, not necessarily craft beer, but in the Supper Club of Wisconsin, beer is still very important. I mean, beer is, is part of your life there. But then when I was a little bit older, I met this girl and she invited me to a family event and her dad asked me what kind of beer I wanted. And I thought it would be a smart call to say, whatever you're drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, upset the boat. I didn't want to order a Coors Light if he was a Bud Light guy. I didn't really know mm-hmm. where to go with it. He ended up uh, giving me a New Glarus Spotted Cow Wheat Beer, which is New Glarus Brewing out of Wisconsin, as it's quite a, a strong following. They're a great little brewery. Um, started on a farm up there. And I, remembered, I remember drinking it, and I remember thinking, well, this is interesting. You know, it was all these emotions at once. You didn't really know what to do. But it seemed to work because he seemed to like me and we got along and, and eventually she liked me. It took a while, a little bit longer. <laughs> um, and now we've been married for 14 years and, and together 17. And, and that just kind of started it. And from there, it was a matter of, of exploring and saying, well, what, what else is out there? If if this exists, there's got to be other beer that I might like that isn't you know, at my local gas station. I actually remember very specifically my very first IPA was uh, a stone ipa in a big boy bottle uh, and it was one of the only two ipas that they even sold in the entire liquor store uh where i grew up was stone and rogue uh, rogue dead guy was the other craft beer, so right right IPA, but but both very strong very full flavored west coast things and it was really the beginning of a i don't know i'm trying to think of how old i am to make it legal for how many years i've been drinking <laughs> uh, let's say roughly 20 years <laughs> of craft <beer. laughs>
1: And I I really like your commitment to the, to the beer tasting though. You're, you're dating someone you obviously cared about because it worked out just fine. And you're meeting dad for the first time. That's already two layers of stress. And you're thinking, I've got to make a judgment about this beer.
3: (laughs) Yeah, we were were absolutely not dating. Oh, Oh, and I was not only meeting her dad. I was meeting her entire extended family. Wow. She invited me to Thanksgiving uh, with her family, which I thought meant like mom and dad and maybe a brother or sister or something. Mm-hmm. But it ended up, we walked into a bar for a beer and there was about 75 people there. Wow! <laughs> uh, but we were at, she made it very clear that we were not dating at the time.
1: <laughs> That's
3: fantastic.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I take all that back. Good job <laughs> focusing on what was important at the time, the
3: quality of the beer. You can only deal with what's in front of you yeah. what was in front of me.
1: So it seems that
2: you've kind of found a way to turn your your feature kind of into a passion project. And I I know that you cover more than the beverage scene uh, on your podcast. Can you tell us about some of your other interests and and things that you advocate for as a, as a writer and journalist?
3: Yeah. uh, Well, journalist is a strong term. Um, We can use that for you. (laughs) I've moved quite a bit as an adult um, around the country and beer is a way to discover new communities and meet new people, uh, exploring breweries and finding out what the styles are that people like and When I moved to San Diego uh, about six years ago, I started a website called SoCal Sessions and the focus was on bicycles and beer, uh, what at the time we called modern badassery, which basically turned into just interviewing local entrepreneurs and people who are building businesses out of their garage, which was just interesting to me. Do you have a go-to beer or beer style? Um, I do, sorry, I was just waiting on the siren there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so I started that and that got me really interested in just in all of the things that were happening in Southern California and meeting people who were taking, you know, old bottles and turning them into glassware or someone starting a tech company and so on. And and I used beer through the whole thing and and as far as, as a way to kind of connect with people and as far as like my the beer, my go to is it's really generally what's ever in front of me. Uh, <laughs> I would say that I, there was a time where I was really into IPAs and, and there was a time where I was really into barrel aged stouts or really into pilsners. And, and I found that like you can, I can really appreciate all different types of beer. It just kind of depends on the day. Like last week I wasn't drinking a lot of, you know, barrel aged stouts cause it was 98 degrees at the beach. you know, <laughs> And tonight the you know, after a long day, this Pilsner is just perfect. I grew up in the bar business and I worked in it and I also ran restaurants. And what I always told customers was when they would be like, oh, why do you only sell craft beer? I don't like, I don't see anything I like. And and the answer would be like, well, let's start trying them. There's always a beer for everybody. And maybe you just haven't had that craft beer that spoke to you yet, but eventually one will. And, and then you've helped another person kind of move on in the world and explore new things. Well, we got a couple more
1: questions, then we're off to toast, roast, and pour one out. But uh, I did want to hear the story. You, you shared a little bit about your beer drinking roots with us when we were on your show. So, listeners, if you want to hear more of that, go listen to Ryan's podcast, at Cheers North County. But one the question I still had from from when we met with you earlier was, how did you end up in San Diego, San Diego County, from Wisconsin? How how did that happen?
3: Sure. Well, it was a roundabout trip. My wife went back to grad school to pursue a career that she was passionate about, and that took us uh, from where we we had kind of been a we had bought a house and we had careers, and that kind of pulled us out of that that lane we were in in our early twenties. And I ended up uh, finding a job and moving to New York City uh, and and to Brooklyn, and was working in graphic design out there. When she had gone back to school, I was kind of inspired to leave my job in commercial real estate, which is what I was doing, and say, well, what am I really excited about? And what I was excited about at the time was. I was doing all the marketing for the real estate company, but I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) Uh, so I got a degree in that and then moved to New York and we were there for a while and she ended up getting into a really great grad school program that took us to Pittsburgh. And from Pittsburgh, uh, we ended up in Chicago and Pasadena. Uh, She was doing an internship in Pasadena in January, February, March. It was a very it was a shock to the system as a Midwesterner who had come east coast to wake up in January and you know put on some shorts and go for a jog or or go for a hike uh, at Griffith Park or whatever it was and so that was kind of there in our mind but we had always planned on going back to New York and when she graduated we went to called up the old landlord and asked if we could come home and and move back into our apartment in Brooklyn and. Uh, he said, "Absolutely, you know, we'd love to have you." He goes, "There's some people there now, but we'll get rid of them. Don't worry about it." <laughs> uh, real nice guy, uh, New York real estate. Not to those people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he said, "But you know, the rent has gone up since you left. It's been uh, like 16 months since we had left." And uh, I said, "Well, I, I figured it'd have gone up a little bit. You know, what is it now?" And it had gone from like 1350 a month to 3800 here. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so. We were kind of like well that's interesting you know what do we want to do and what kind of life do we want to lead you know that's it's a lot of money every month and and we were both coming out of school a lot of student loans and she got we we thought well let's move to denver we love denver and colorado and the mountains and we just packed up and started driving and uh she had gotten a call from someone in california who said hey i've got a job for you are you interested and we just kept driving Didn't quite understand, you know, the housing market. We didn't think it'd be a problem. You know, difficult to find an apartment at the beach uh, (laughs) in September, right before college started, but we were wrong. (laughs) But we figured it out. And now we've been here going into our seventh year. Excellent.
1: Thank you, Ryan. Anybody have any of this Pilsner left or do we need another beer for TRP?
2: I think we probably need another beer.
1: Yeah, I do too uh what do you want to have us try next
2: maybe we should just kind of keep stay to the lighter and we'll work but we can do this uh dance pants because i guess we all could use some dance pants
1: <laughs> all right tell us about dance pants tell well
2: me. so dance pants honestly i just bought it for the name uh but i've had some of their other stuff it's it's a, another awesome brewery called thirsty planet and they have some some really good beers and i just saw this one and i liked the logo and stuff so i said well we'll bring it back and see what we think of it so Again, it's another one of those ones that I didn't make it to, but is on the list to go to. It's a Kolsch. I love their logo. We are a Thirsty Planet. Dance Pants Kolsch pairs great with getting your groove on. So, I mean, <laughs> probably what we all need a little more of that right now.
1: And you know how much I love Kolsch's, so I, I appreciate yeah. you picking this one up. This is one of my favorite styles. Oh, that's really good, too. And these are hard to make.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, again, I think it's a nice, it's a clean, crisp you know, kind of balanced good finish.
1: A little bit of that kind of straw yeah. flavored profile in it. I think it,
2: it, they kind of have a, maybe a little more of that than the pilsner, you know, but yeah, I, I think it's overall pretty good.
1: I think it's really good. Ryan, you get, what do you think of this one?
3: Well, I don't have the oh, You damn don't have that one. You don't I think don't. much of it. Yeah. So, I'm imagining it and it's 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 in my oh, mind. I wish it. if
1: only you knew. Uh,
3: <laughs> so sorry. So I'll sorry. I have a Buffalo Bayou uh, Waken. It looks like a coffee-infused Blondale, and I'm about yeah. to take the first sip of it.
1: Tom, did you, you have the uh, the fancy pants there? Yes, I do. And I was reading the little label here about trying to get your groove back on. And uh, I'm hoping that maybe after this beer, we might be able to get our groove back on. Okay, right on. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 fought through about 45 minutes of difficulties today, but Tom got us all taken care of. All right, so we got a beer in hand. Joe, you got a beer in hand, correct?
0: I do. Yes. I have the kosher as well,
1: and it's I'm liking it. I'd give it a 4. Good. So whatever you have in your glass or your can, it's now time for toast, roast and bore one out. Thank you, Maestro. Talent. I know you've got a couple toasts for us today.
2: Yeah, I really tried to get on the, I've been, I think, pretty negative the last couple of weeks because it's just been really hard to find positive news. So I, I was really excited when I saw a couple of things. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So I tried to, to double double down on the uh, on the toast today. So uh, first one is uh, I'm going to toast uh, uh, Snoop Dogg because Snoop Dogg right now is everywhere these days. Um, you can see him, you know, encouraging everyone to live the fine life and, and all the Corona commercials. Who would ever thought Snoop was going to be the spokesperson for Corona? But I find myself, I really like the commercials and, and, uh, and I, I like the vibe he brings to it. But recently he even took a whole nother step into another area and he appeared in a, a chemistry professor from Pierce College in L.A. He helped him read his syllabus. So basically uh, the professor's name is Dr. Benny, chemistry teacher there. And so he he bought one of those cameo videos from Snoop Dogg. Remember, I think we talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, man. We with Brett Favre. Uh, this guy paid $750 to get Snoop to appear in his syllabus video, so I think he he made out on it. I mean, $5,000 for Brett Favre versus $750 for Snoop, there's no comparison on that. But anyway, Snoop, he, You know, this is a guy that's trying to reach his kids, his students virtually, and says, hey, I gotta try and see if I can connect with the kids, so I'm gonna get Snoop to help me out. And so I think we got a little clip here. Here's what Snoop had to say about the syllabus.
0: A message from Big Snoop Deal double g to all the university students. Yo, syllabus. You gotta do it. You gotta read it. Why is that, Snoop? Man, I'm telling you. The more you know, the further you go. Tell them Snoop Dogg sent you. Syllabus. I know all about it. Catch up so we can have a conversation. Don't be late. Let's go.
2: I mean, those are some words to live by, I think, really, for all students. (laughs) Uh, you know, the more you know, the further you go. I think we all kind of live by that mantra. Um, <laughs> and like I said, I think at 750, that was a bargain.
1: Yeah, that's uh, a deal. To,
2: like I said, when, you, when you're looking at it. So that's my first toast. Uh, good job for Snoop. He's getting out there, uh, spreading his good message to all of our college students uh, about what they need to do to be successful in school. So that was my first one. And then my second one is I saw this one and I'm like, you talk about dream jobs. I think we were just talking, Ryan, talking about searching and chasing jobs. I, I think dream jobs, I'm going to give it to this guy. Uh, Josh McCown, who you guys know, he's longtime NFL quarterback. Uh, so he's 41 years old and he and Philadelphia just recently signed him to their practice squad. Because of that, he's the oldest practice squad player in NFL history. But here's why it's the dream job. OK, McCown gets to still live in Texas. so He doesn't have to move to Philadelphia. They're going to pay him twelve thousand dollars a week. And basically, he's just serving as the Eagles' emergency quarterback. So he's only there in case the other guys, the other three go down and they need an emergency quarterback, they're going to bring him in.
1: Well, Wentz is going down.
2: Yeah, well, he is. But what I'm saying, think about that job. For that, you get 12 grand a week. You get to stay at home. You don't have to go to practice. You don't have to go to Philadelphia. That, that's a pretty ideal job. So I'm giving a huge toast to Josh McCown because I think he's figured it out. Um, and probably <laughs> best position in football right there. He doesn't have to worry about all the COVID stuff. doesn't have to worry about the concussions and everything else, and he's still going to be making
1: do some push-ups, sit-ups in the morning. Sure. Check your phone in the afternoon. Yeah. Call it a day.
2: Throw the ball around with your kids. That's my practice. And there you go. So
0: nice. Who can live on twelve grand a week, though?
2: I know. I know, Joe. It's <laughs> tough. There's not a lot of bookshelves you can build for twelve grand a week. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, yeah.
3: With twelve grand a week, you could buy a book to put on that. <laughs> yeah, because- uh,
1: don't go too far. autographed
3: man. copy of Eli and Jane, right there for you. <laughs> I'm looking for light chats. Whatever Josh McCollum's next business book is, because that's
1: <laughs> yeah, he's the guy. The model,
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> he's uh, figured it out.
1: I want to give a toast to our newest follower on Instagram, who who while we were having our technical difficulties, uh, started following us, Rebel Beer Lady. And then I looked at her post she just posted, and it it says this: "Ladies, don't let no man who drinks Michelob Ultra raise his voice at you." Talk to him woman to woman. <laughs> <laughs> so she just started following, and I saw that was her first post, and I thought that's, that's, that's great. great. All right, we'll put that in the toast.
3: Perfect. That's good.
1: I also like to toast. I didn't know if this should be a toast, a roast, or or what, because it's both exciting to me in a nerdy way and then sort of pathetic in another way. Adidas's new sneaker release that happens tomorrow, I believe, or might be uh, in three days, two or three days. But they're releasing the Boba Fett sneakers. And then I realized, I saw them and said, oh, I have to have those. And then I realized how sad and pathetic and 50-year-old men will just buy anything that has Star Wars on it. Yeah. We don't care. $111 each or or for the pair? I, how am I not buying that? Yeah. And I bookmarked it and re- put it in the calendar. to. to like, what am I doing? That's so sad.
2: It would it's, look really cool with your Boba Fett wallet.
1: It's... I, you know, you had to say that part. Oh, about. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I'm a 52-year-old guy walking around in a Boba Fett t-shirt with his Boba Fett wallet and his Boba Fett shoes, it's pretty sad. So I, I probably need to move that over to the roast.
2: Yeah. yeah. But it might a whole outfit together.
1: But take a look at the shoes. They're awesome. They're
2: pretty sweet. I agree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't see how I'm not getting them. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know how anything Boba Fett could not be sweet. It because we're not 12 anymore, <laughs> right? And they put a hundred, they're like, Oh, they'll pay $120 for these things. Oh, they will just put that on. I bet they're like whispering, Put it, put them at $120. They'll pay it.
2: <laughs> they, they probably will sell out. I, I'm surprised there's any left.
1: Oh, yeah, they were saying you better get in early.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a uh, good toast. I, I, I good
1: think toast. it should stand the toast. We'll leave it a toast. You any roast there, uh, Tom?
2: Well, I I do have a roast, and it's more of I'm just going to roast us, because if you have been uh, living in uh, California recently, uh, we've been roasting here. Uh, Weather, unlike any kind of weather we've had, as long as I can remember. But then the other part that's kind of crazy about it to me is that we go from uh, one day it's 105, and then it's raining the next day. Um, I think I saw Colorado went from like 100 degrees one day, and then it snowed the next day. I'm just going to say that uh, I don't know. You know, people want to talk about uh, climate change. Is it a real thing? I, I think we're seeing some prime examples here. Uh, <laughs> you put that together with the fires and everything else. Uh, I, I think with time to roast us, we better start waking up.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mother Nature is a give us a double middle finger lately out here in California. Everywhere else too. Yeah, I'm going to tag on to that with a uh, roasting gender reveals because one of our big fires started from yet another. Gender reveal disaster. So, millennials, please stop with the gender reveals. <laughs> there, there was a time where you just sent out a card that was blue or pink and it didn't have to be on Instagram. And you didn't have to make a big deal and you didn't kill your grandmother with an explosion yeah. like happened a couple months ago. You didn't right. crash a plane like happened this summer and you didn't start two fires like happened in Arizona and California. Really just not worth it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this last one's going to be an extremely expensive baby. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. All oh. right. The, the bill that they're going to be on the hook for with how, with how much damage this fire has done already and still going.
1: And bear in mind that us older people don't get the whole gender reveal, all the cuteness or the excitement of it. First one I was invited to a few months, a uh, couple years ago, down at the beach, gender reveal at the beach. And I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it had anything to do with a baby. I thought it was like a coming out experience yeah, that's experience. and so my wife's saying well we're going down for their gender reveal and i said that who's who's having it well yeah we need to be filled with his on, wife i'm like he's well he's married yeah <laughs> i'm like he's married awesome. he's he's i think he's you know heterosexual because they're married and isn't she pregnant and she goes that's what the gender reveal is like, oh i thought it was you know it's time to come out but right. it's not how about poor poor one out you got one talent
2: so I got two really here again, um, just because there's you know a lot of stuff going on. But the first one, I'm going to actually pour it out and then I'm going to take it back because that's what they did. City of LA today, canceled trick-or-treating. And then about five hours later, came back and said, nope, we're just recommending that you probably shouldn't do it. Because I think they got a lot of backlash from all the little trick-or-treaters. I, I feel like that's a really strong lobby, that, that small group of kids that are going to go around from door to door. So they backed off on it. So as of right now, uh, status is don't recommend trick-or-treating. Um, but initially they had banned it. So I was going to pour it out. It's done. I'm just going to say this is it's probably not a great idea to be going out and taking stuff from people in general, but you know, that's, that's where we are right now. We'll see. We'll we'll stay tuned to that story.
3: Okay. I was going to say my, my parents were ahead of the, the game on that. When we were kids, we would get dressed up for Halloween, but we weren't allowed to go trick or treating. They would drive us to like my aunt's house would then give us some candy and then we would drive home. And that would be the end of the trick or treating. I feel like that, even that today, seems like it would be a little extreme. Uh, you know, and as a former bartender, Halloween is the worst. Uh, like, you know, everyone's got a mask on. You don't know how old anyone is. It was almost
1: They don't know who you are. They don't tip as well. I bet when when they're not having well, to look you in the eye.
3: You don't know if they're twenty one or they're sixty. You no, know, nobody knows. <laughs> And so when you just said Halloween was canceled, I got real excited and it, I don't even work as a bartender. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like
2: I said, sorry, that was city of LA. They got us a little bit. And then they, like I said, they backtracked real quickly. It's only was about five hours later, but I will see. I, I like your plan. I think if, if parents are smart, they go to the store, buy a bag of candy and trick or treat in the house.
3: <laughs> I don't know if I could jump in, but I have one thing that would fit for toast, roast and pour it out. Nice. Let's hear it. Um, I saw a headline that I felt compelled to click on, and I learned that they will be canceling the Keeping Up with the Kardashians television show. Oh, that's really sad. I'm going to start with roasting it because the whole concept of the show seems terrible. And I feel I've never seen an episode except for a brief moment when I thought I was camping. And some fellow campers pulled up with a very large RV and then projected <laughs> the Kardashian show onto the side of the camper at Mount Laguna. Wow. Uh, so I'm roasting those campers because yeah, that's, nice. that's not camping and you shouldn't be doing that. And we're pouring one out because the show is ending, but I'm also toasting them because the Kardashians are a family who went from nothing to billionaire entrepreneurs and have now been relevant. For almost 15 years, I think. That's crazy. It's really crazy. It's really incredible to the point where I think the youngest ones have like their own clothing and makeup lines. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you see their names in the news. And and even if you don't know them or don't know the show, you know the name. So I would say a a toast to them and a roast to them. And we'll pour one out for them too. (laughs) Look
1: at Ryan coming in with the trifecta.
3: Yeah, that's a good call. And also, uh, tornado fires. that's terrible too. <laughs> that's terrible
1: too. Such a 2020 thing. Yeah. Murder hornets, <laughs> hornets tornado,
3: tornado fires.
2: fires. Yeah. One 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 uh, one thing's not good enough. You have to have to double up your names
3: now. Yeah, right? I mean, part of me thought the idea of a tornado fire was kind of cool, but that's yeah. the part of me that's not an adult and thinks about. What a tornado fire is!
1: It's the same part of me that's ready to spend one hundred and twenty dollars on Boba, exactly, on Boba
3: yep. too. Like
2: it should be like a superpower for one of the Avengers or something like that that they can create a tornado fire. So, and then my last one, just my last pour one out, just to finish it up. I don't know if you guys uh, ha- follow these stories at all, but uh, COVID's been really tough on the flat earthers. Um, you know, those are the people that still to this day think that the uh, the Earth is flat and not round. Apparently, first, there was a going to be a flat earther cruise to Antarctica uh, where the passengers were hoping to find a giant wall of ice there that they believe surrounds the flat disk of our planet. But that was canceled due to COVID. So that was kind of a bit of a bummer for them. And then and then recently, actually, just this last week, uh, there were two Italians, um, a man and a woman um, that set sail trying to get to I'm going to mispronounce this, but it's called Lampezza or whatever like that, which is an island. I guess that's between Sicily and North Africa, uh, which is where they believe that the end of the world was. Um, And so this couple, you know, went, drove down to the water, the wharf, whatever, sold their car and bought a boat, have never sailed, and they take off with no experience. Well, obviously, uh, they went, first of all, the wrong direction, um, and they ended up on some other island somewhere else and had to be rescued. Uh, So they rescue them, and they stick them in quarantine because they're not supposed to be out, and uh, they escape quarantine try to get back to their boat and go again. They get lost again, get rescued, get stuck in quarantine again, tempted to escape one more time. That one failed. So finally they decided, Hey, enough's enough. And they fulfilled their time in quarantine and they abandoned their boat and they took a ferry back to mainland Italy. Um, and said, Hey, you know what? I guess maybe this isn't going to happen for us. So like, again, again, COVID thwarted another oh, attempt to find that, dreams, that, dashed, Dreams attack. so I'm pouring one out for flat earthers. Uh, better luck next time.
0: I'm starting a Kickstarter for them. I think they oh, got to yeah, it. Okay. I don't
1: yeah. want them to give up their dream. Yeah. To just get to destination one. Yeah,
0: I think we should help them. We're going to go that's here, here, trying. and here.
1: No, we can't even get to one.
0: There's Joe rooting for the little guy again.
1: I just want to see the giant
2: wall of ice. That sounds like like from a whole Game of Thrones thing. I didn't realize that like, that's the, the the north there and the wall. And that, cru- that cruise got canceled. So we'll have to start and get tickets on it next time.
1: It would be fun to be on a cruise with a bunch of people like that and just mess with them.
2: Just think about the conversations, like sitting, talking around dinner and stuff like that. Uh, Joe with, would be
1: right in the middle of it. Yeah, so it'd be pretty interesting.
0: <laughs> I can't believe you think there's round. That's round. Yeah.
1: <laughs> still. See, still. see. Still. So is the guy with still. 25 <laughs> foot feet of a uh, bookshelf and no books. <laughs> <laughs> I have three start books. With, start so with I, an I app. I have so. three books.
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they're very big books. They, thank, they you, are, they are, thank you,
1: Ryan. Thank you.
3: Ladies and gentlemen,
1: this has been Toast Roast and Pour one out. Talent, we want to hear more about this Texas adventure that this going into the flames, basically going to the the surface of the sun in a pandemic. And you timed it perfectly to land at Corpus Christi with a hurricane. With a hurricane, yes. Just to give people a time period when this happened.
2: Yeah, so this was my Texas adventure. Um, We decided, well, so just in a short thing, my my son is waiting to get to start school at Rice University in Houston. um, And his, his report date kept getting pushed back originally. He was supposed to be, he should have been back a long time ago. He was supposed to report around June 1st, and it was to July 1st. And then finally, they just basically called and said, hey, we need you here in two days or three days or whatever, it was that kind of stuff. So he took off. So we said, all right, we'll, we'll meet you there. Um, his move-in date into his apartment was going to be the end of July. We're going to load up. We took our, our truck and trailer so we could camp that way out, trying to contain our situation. And we were going to bring a bunch of stuff for him or whatever else. So on our way there, uh, we, we, we leave and we take off. And, and like you said, it was... It was warm. Um, I would say going through Arizona, it was probably 115, you know, at the, at the warmest and then uh, even into the, to West Texas and that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, you do El Paso, we went down and, and then what we noticed is we were watching weather report. And so a hurricane was coming in to hit the uh, Gulf Coast there, Corpus Christi, Port Aransas, which is where we were heading for. And so we slowed down a little bit, decided to take an extra day or two on the trail uh, so that we didn't hit it. So we came in two days after the hurricane that basically made it feel like you were sitting in the middle of a swamp down there. Cause it was hot and then super humid. And then from there we went to Houston. Um, and then from Houston came back through Austin, uh, which where my brother lives. And then, uh, and then we came home. So it was uh it was a kind of a, we did about two weeks. Uh, but the cool part about it was, like I said, we got to do a bunch of breweries on, as well. I tried to make the best of it and, and uh, got to see some, some cool spots. And I brought back a, a bunch of beer, you know, for you guys. And so it, all in all, it was pretty cool. Like I said, I think, Texas has got a really cool brewery scene. I, I look forward to going back and, and doing it again when you can go to all the breweries, because I think a lot of them were closed or, like I said, just for takeout only. Uh, but the few that I got to go to were, were pretty spectacular.
0: Well, shout out a couple. Yeah, let's hear the count, man.
2: I'll hear the I don't even know how many. Like I can tell you a couple of them. So I'll, I'll give you a little highlight. You know the count. If, if you're going through El Paso, I went to a place called Aurelia's Bottle Shop and Brewhouse. And it was really cool because not only do they brew their own beer, but then they have a lot of beer from other local Texas breweries uh, on tap there. But then they have a bottle shop within their little place. Um, and so you can get beers from all over the place there. And uh, and then they have good food. So they have phenomenal key lime pie. But that was a really cool spot. Had some really good beers. Had a great stout there. So if you're in El Paso, that that was a good place to stop by. San Antonio uh, was recommended to us by uh, JD, who's what Texas beer dude. Yep. I was saying, in San Antonio, you got to go to Back Unturned Brewing. Uh, so we went there, and again, another one had really good beers. I got brought back, uh, for some of you guys, the Black is Beautiful Imperial Stout, which was really good, and they had uh, some of the best pizza I think I've ever had. So that's another place that's got to be on a list to, to get to as well. And then in Corpus, Corpus, most of the places were closed because they don't serve food, but I was able to get some beers from Nueces and Lorelai. Uh, Nueces, I have one sitting there. We have to try it at some point. It's a, I've never seen this before. It was a Mexican Coke Stout, so it could be fantastic or it could be absolutely horrible because of the mexican cokes that i had to buy it just to see so i've got that ready when we get a chance to get together and then after that you know we went our way to to houston houston's got a really cool brewery scene and there's a ton of breweries i wasn't really there for for going to breweries but i was able to sneak in a couple and they have some breweries there that are like I said are are on the level of in terms of when you're going to the like they say everything in texas is bigger that's definitely true with the breweries they're big breweries they're like on like here. I would say you know Stone. You go to Stone in Escondido, and it's just this massive venue. Went to uh, two there, St. Arnold's, which I believe is the oldest craft brewery in Texas, and then Buffalo Bayou, and both of them are yep. You got the IPA there. Both of them are huge, just massive, spectacle venues. And yeah, that was different. We actually tried to get into the St. Arnold's, and it was like a two and a half hour wait to get in there. So we we bypassed that one, and we went over to Blue Bayou. And uh, one of the biggest breweries I've ever seen from just a place of brewery slash restaurant slash whatever else. And it was like, it was four stories and every story had a bar at that story. Um, they had a huge outdoor area as well. So we got to sit out on this patio. It was awesome. We had the whole, you know, view of the the skyline of downtown Houston, uh, had great beers, super friendly people. And, and I would highly recommend, you know, if you're there checking out those two, as well as a bunch of others. And that's my plan is to get there. And then Coming back, we went through Dripping Springs, which is outside of about 20 miles outside of Austin, which is where my brother lives. Um, and there we went to I went to to 12 Fox Beer Company, uh, which, again, really cool brewery. They that was a highly recommended by J.D. as well. Super location. Cool location. When you're out there, you're kind of out in the hill country. So you drive out of ways and it's they're basically on these big plots of land, like almost little ranches. Had probably the biggest play structure kids playground I've ever seen at a brewery. Uh, so you could see it was a place where you could go out there and just spend a day hanging out. And they were really cool guys. And it was kind of funny. We got there at first. And, uh, you know, they're like, we can't sell. We don't do tasters right now because of, uh, you know, COVID. We can only sell prowlers and that kind of stuff. And I mentioned JD's name. And then I said, hey, you know, we we have a podcast. And they go, oh, you want to taste some beers? So they let <laughs> every one of their beers. So Man, shout hilarious. out to those guys. Those, are, those guys are awesome. The other thing that was really cool about Texas, they know how to price crawlers. Like I had the best one. I had the one place they were having a happy hour special. And I want to say it was four crawlers for like 10 bucks. I mean, that is a deal and a half. It was like, I, I only wanted to buy one beer, but I'm like, I'm going to buy four because why would you buy one when you get four for 10 bucks? So uh, that's kind of how it is. And then uh, went to Suds Monkey, which is more of a typical like where we are, but it was a kind of a cool place. And then the uh, then kind of the pinnacle of the whole place. And, and the one that I was most excited about going to was Jesser King. Um, that's the place I've wanted to go to for a long time. And so it was really neat to finally go there. If you're talking about a destination brewery, that's a destination brewery. You, you just got to see it just because it's, it is so unique uh, in the setup there. Um, it's, it's on like 165 acres. It's basically a big ranch um, that they brew. And then the style of beer that they make, they're really focused on kind of that mixed culture, spontaneous fermentation. There's a lot of farmhouse, um, that kind of stuff, lager, just a bunch of things. And they use all kind of local stuff. So they use, Local grains and fruits and vegetables, you know, and plants and their yeast that they create them. You know, they have there that's just there. Um, so it's it's really cool place in terms of the beers that they produce. You know, they're the type of place that you know when they put a beer out and they advertise it, it sells out uh, real quick. People go wait in line to get it and everything else. So it was neat to go there. And they've kind of restructured it because of COVID. It's funny if you look at the map that they have out. It almost looks like a Disneyland map because it, you go there and you have five areas and you can sit pick your area you want to sit at, and then you order and go down, but they have like the goat yard where all the little goats are. And then they have the hop yard where they grow hops. They have a vineyard area where they're growing vines to make wine and you know, all these different areas. And, and it was interesting to go there. Cause I went there with my brother and he's, you know, we went there and he said there was no one there. He says when it's at its heyday, he says it is packed and jumping as far as in a normal time. So it'd be really interesting to go and kind of go back and see it in, in all its spectacle. But, uh, it was kind of fun as well to go there and there's only about, you know, 15 20 people cuz they were controlling it with, with reservations and stuff. Um, and I brought back a bunch of beer from there. Spent way too much money there. Um, and I shared those with you guys recently and and I think definitely they're they're good beers, they're they're well made, you know, well crafted beers. And so that was really kind of a cool cool place to to go.
1: Yeah, we want to thank Joe and Kim for hosting us for a socially distanced barbecue so we so talent could do a bottle share with all those Jester King beers which were amazing and for my wife and i i think it was our first time out of the house since march we went to a restaurant that uh, last weekend and over to joe's and sat in our little reserved corner space (laughs) (laughs) but hey that's big steps for us we're we're pretty careful no surprise here if you've been listening to the podcast we're pretty careful we're proud of you we are proud of you
2: so yeah so that was it like i said I i would you know i was super impressed with texas overall in terms of it's a it's a neat place i think texas you know, for us here, sometimes people get but it's it's a massive state. It takes a long time to drive across it. Um and the topography is so different in every area. It's it's uh it, it was cool. I enjoyed it. I was super impressed because one of my biggest things, you know, with us in the whole COVID thing, and you hear everything about Arizona and and I think we've even made fun of Arizona a little bit at times in Texas and New Mexico. Everybody was wearing masks, everybody was uh was pretty doing doing their thing. People were real respectful. So I was super impressed with that.
1: They came around.
2: I'll give them a little toast to them as well for doing that. Hopefully they continue and because that was in the thick of it. That was when when you were reading the, the news at that point when I was going there. It was like Arizona and Texas and, and California at the time as well, too, were like the three spots you did not want to be in.
1: Should we have another Texas beer and polish off the, your Texas stories?
2: Yeah, that's cool. Let's finish up with one more. Um, what's the last one you guys got?
1: We've got that IPA.
2: Okay. So, yeah. So, this I think is a, you either have the Buffalo Bayou Crush City IPA or you have the uh, St. Arnold one, right? I don't, I don't remember what that one was called. So those were just, I had a soft one last right, days. The other thing that's really cool about Texas is if you've never been to Texas, they're one of their, I think it's probably not just Texas, but as HEB is their big grocery store area and they have a phenomenal beer selection in HEB. Like you'll go in there. I, I think it's better than any beer selection I've seen at a, at a grocery store here in the United, or in California. And it's not even just your your, your macros, but all of your microbreweries breweries are there. And they usually have, they have individual cans of all of them. And you just pick out each individual can, you make your own six packs. And so that's what I ended up oh, doing with cool. a lot of these ones. I just, a lot of places I couldn't get to or that were closed. I just tried to find some of those things and bring those back and share with you guys.
1: Well, it smells like St. Arnold is a, a juicy dank IPA just from the, from the aroma of it. Dank is the right word. Is this the one you know, Ryan had the Buffalo.
3: Uh, I think he had that, the, that one. And then he had the coffee one too, right? So I have the Wake and Bake, the coffee blonde, and I was going to mention that I was a little hesitant because as much as I love coffee and I love beer, I don't always like them together. I think this might be the best coffee blonde I've ever had. So I've been really enjoying it. And after all those technical difficulties, I, I was a little sleepy anyway. So this has been- <laughs> <laughs> What difficulties were those, Brian?
0: Ouch.
2: That's a Buffalo Bayou
3: one. Yeah, Buffalo Bayou, Wake and Bake, uh, a perky blonde with coffee, 5.4% alcohol by volume. And it's got this great little icon on the back with a a Texas star and a picture of an old musket. And it says, come and crush it. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, they have a bunch of those come and crush it. I saw come and drink it. Come and They
3: all all play on that come and take it motto
2: from uh, Gonzalez, Texas. Yeah, Buffalo Bayou, like I said, if you're in Houston... I would definitely check it out because it's it's definitely unique and different to kind of what we we're used to as a brewery here. It was a it was a, a pretty monumental place with with all the different floors and I mean they even had they took their parking lot and their parking lot probably had seating for probably 150 people. It was just a massive venue, so
1: pretty cool. I'm looking forward to trying that coffee blonde because those are two things I love and together sound fantastic. This St. Arnold for our San Diegans what IPAs tasted like three, four years ago all across San Diego, every brewery you went to, their their big bold IPA, that's what this is. And if that's in your wheelhouse, you'd love it.
2: Yeah, I would say that this one I have, I have the Crush City, it's got it's definitely a little more citrusy. You know, so it's it's definitely I think it's more of a more of what we're drinking nowadays where you're getting a lot more of your the juicy IPAs, I guess you can mm-hmm. say that john where they're a lot more with the whether it's the the
1: hops or whether they're infusing it with some type of fruit. St. Arnold patron saint of brewers. You got a book on him, Joe?
0: I don't, but I do have the beer. Yeah. Book number four. Then <laughs> Book number four. No, it will be. Okay. <laughs> the artwork on this can might be something for you too, Padre. That's actually what I'm going to put on the shelves are my beer cans. <laughs>
1: The painting is next. You're never going to finish If You're now putting a mural on your bookshelf. No, no. It's going to hold my
3: cans. Come on. Oh, it's, oh, it's a, awesome. a can bookshelf. That's perfect. Great. Guys. And then you'll have to categorize. So you'll have books on the top. Yeah. Beer cans, hard seltzer cans. Yeah. You know, wine cans. Wine coolers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't want to get too far
0: ahead of myself, but beer Dewey decibel system. It's coming.
2: That's right.
0: it's coming, and I think where pottery is concerned, I think the wine coolers would be a little higher on the list. Yeah, no, it'll be mostly wine coolers. We all know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. Right. That's why they had to be thirteen
3: feet.
2: They don't call them barrels and the ants for nothing. Right? <laughs> well,
3: you got to keep them up high, away from the ants. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I like that. So, Ryan,
1: what are you working on now? What's next? We got a sequel to coming up, or what?
3: Well, I'll start by saying it's hard to keep track because i never really quite know what day it is anymore yeah totally (laughs) everything started to blur in late april march or may and i thought it was july until you told me it was september earlier Um,
1: (laughs) it's the end of september Ryan. (laughs)
3: end of september is it yeah well i'm working on a new podcast about coffee really featuring local san diego area coffee roasters i've got a film script that i've been just hired to work on uh, a rom-com that is uh exciting and a lot of work um doesn't pay very well. Um, so there's that. The Coast News has been expanding their podcast. So I, I produce all the podcasts for the Coast News now, uh, which mostly involves like listening to them before we post them. Uh, and of course, we have this big election coming up. So I've been trying to convince somebody from the county to let me be an election site uh, supervisor and encouraging people to get out and, and go to SD Vote so they can track their ballot, SDVote.com. Yeah, that's about it. I think really trying to stay motivated to keep writing and creating every day, and and like you guys, I've been pretty aggressively socially distanced. So my big excitement has been uh, we got shields, plastic face shields. I realize people can't see me as I am saying that, (laughs) and I am not wearing it right now, but I could have. It would have been exciting (laughs) Uh, just to be safe from this podcast. And so I've occasionally started like making little ventures into the world, and that's been exciting. So. You know either getting getting a, a lemon tree from lowe's or stopping by bagby to pick up some beer to go or, or something and it's been a to truly exemplify what a weird year it's been like that that little bit of of uh, confidence uh, in going out has kind of created a freedom that is appreciated and yeah. and little things like this getting a beer from out of town is so exciting and just uh i'm not saying i took it for granted before but I certainly didn't think about how much I appreciated things as much either.
1: New levels of appreciation. Yeah, for sure.
0: The masks help with technical difficulties. Is that true?
3: (laughs) (laughs) All of my my mispronounced words don't get past the plexi. Oh, fantastic. Uh, So there's all of that, but yeah, that's, that's about it. I'm also working on um, a follow up to the book that I wrote and uh, I'm excited to finish that. I, I would say that the easiest thing to do when you consider yourself a writer is to not write. And so I do a really good job of distracting myself with baseball and beer and, and anything <laughs> else I can. Nice.
1: But Hemingway say that there's nothing to writing. You just sit down at the typewriter and bleed.
3: Yeah, but that was right after he had shot that fish. So <laughs> uh, that's the whole thing. but. But yeah, and, and right. I'm listening to your show, truthfully. I, I put it on when I'm out doing things and I just kind of let myself zone out to to the show and, and to the conversations you guys have. And it, when I listen, if I were to be listening to this and, and listening to Jeff talk about Texas, I could, I don't need to go to Texas now. <laughs> he went for me. I've already been there. <laughs> that, Check. And I pretty much bought most of the beer because when you talk about beer <laughs> and things,
2: I actually, it was hilarious because I took a cooler. And I bought that, but then I started getting smarter and I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy a lot of beer that's not refrigerated so I can kind of keep it in the, um, the fridge area. And I came home and I then started figuring out where I was going to put this on. Like, I think I bought too much beer. <laughs> uh, we made some good, we made a good dent in it so far. So like I said, if you, if you need more, I've, I've, I've still got a handful. I didn't even get into my Shiner stuff yet. Cause that, that was probably my biggest disappointment on this thing is that my, one of my dreams is to go to a brewery that makes, you know, in Shiner, Texas there and, they were closed because of COVID, so now I have to go back to Texas for that.
1: Well, if you're digging through and you find another one of those coffee blondes, set it aside for me. All
2: right, I will. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, Buffalo couple of bios that, like I said, that's a that's a given. If college football ever happens this year, I will probably be back there before too long.
1: Fantastic. Well, I went to uh, the breweries in. Corpus Christi last summer, beginning of last summer, including Lorelai, which which we thought was fantastic and very Texas because we were there. Everyone was super friendly. Met the the owner, head brewer, and he was from San Diego, so we thought that was kind of funny. And then you walk out of the parking lot and look, and there's a assault rifle tattoo yeah. shop <laughs> right outside. I'm like, well, that seems really Texas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep.
1: And then uh, we went to a bunch of breweries in San Antonio that we really enjoyed as well. So, yeah, they've got a good beer scene. Thank you for checking it out for us and bringing us, more importantly, bringing us beer back. Yeah, no problem. For sure. Cheers to that. So we want to thank Ryan Wolt of Cheers North County for popping in to share a couple beers and stories
3: and co-host with us. Thank you, Ryan. And Ryan, you want to tell people where they can find you? Sure. Uh, You can find the Cheers North County column or the podcast on uh, thecoastnews.com. thecoastnews.com or you can find me on social media at Cheers North County everywhere uh, Instagram Facebook Twitter uh, if you search you'll find it and then if you're looking for more writing stuff I'm on onewildlifeco.com or at co and, and you'll find me you could just google me because I, I just recently learned that there's only, I think there's only two Ryan Woltz in the country oh. uh, there's me and the other one is uh, much smarter and he's a scientist um <laughs> So you're going to find one of us uh, if, if you do a search, but nice. avoid uh, the scientist. He, he seems like a nice guy. Uh, he's got a couple of patents I'm trying to figure out how to get onto. And, yeah.
1: The only other me is in prison for embezzlement. Yeah.
3: I think I saw him when I was Googling you. Yeah, I bet you did.
1: He, he pops up before me. I don't know why that is. Yeah. I
0: guess you got to do a little more work.
1: You got to embezzle more,
0: obviously. <laughs>
2: Uh, and then, hey, I'm gonna throw this out there one last time. If you haven't read his book, it's, the book is super entertaining. It's a quick and easy read, so even for those like you, Joe, that take a while, this book. You I just actually it. I just bought it. Yep. I'm okay. Very good. Amazon. And, yeah.
3: uh, check it out on his website. What's the website again? Well, you can buy it for me on onewildlifeco. Onewildlifeco. Com, or you can just get it on Amazon. It's called Eli and Jane. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. It's on any sort of ebook device you might use. But if you search for Eli and Jane, the book, you'll, you should be able to find it.
2: And like I said, it's, it's an entertaining read. It's a quick read, and and I think you'll enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to our book talk tomorrow. Once you do finish and read it, make sure you give him a, a review so he can get past that into the double digits. Um, yep, and really right. will
3: be. <laughs> also, because then I can call my mother-in-law and be like, well, they liked it. <laughs> exactly. There you go. And she's the only one to give me a three and a half review, and I'm... Going to hold it against her. You should. Should. That's right.
1: <laughs> it's got everything you want. It's got beer. It's got a road trip. I'm not going to give anything away here, but yeah, it's got beer. It's got a road trip. What else do you want?
3: Right. Well, There's a shark in it. It's there's got, got love.
1: It's got a shark. You yeah. bet. Boom. That's a good story. <laughs> and we want to thank Talon for braving the elements, the pandemic, and abandoning all common sense just to bring us new beer. No problem. Anytime great because we got a list for you. And thank you listeners for spending the hour with us. We'd love to keep going, but right now we got to run. b double be run beer run. b run
0: beer run. All we need
3: is a ten and a fiber car and a key and a sober driver. b double double beer run.